Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. Listening to 1420, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? And I believe you called them road turkey legs. Yeah, yeah, ground turkey legs is what I meant to say, but oh. I think I, I spelled it wrong. You know, road turkey actually painted a better picture of just like a mangled, disgusting mess of a turkey that had been hit by a semi-truck. Right, right. Well, I was thinking ground turkey as opposed to ground beef. Ground beef is a little firm, uh, ground turkey less so. So I feel like I have more ground turkey legs today. Unless but, you're in a chair. That's right. <laughs> There's very little need for me to do anything with my legs at this time of night. True. Yeah. Just your butt. Mm. But yeah, no, I'm doing well. I uh, obviously went on a long run today uh, because it's Sundays and we long run on Sundays. Uh, and, and today was a particularly long run. So I'm feeling just, I'm feeling a little, I didn't recover from it 100%. So I'm a little dehydrated, a little tired. I wish we had one of those IV to go buses Dude, in Eugene. I seriously am considering figuring out how to give myself an IV. I don't think it's all that complicated. Yeah, go for that. <laughs> there have been times when I thought I just need, I just need a little pep me up. We used we were, I did that while I was in the army. We'd go yeah. our our headquarters had the medics and a little aid station, and we would stumble in, and the medics would just be in there like doing nothing. We'd be like, "Save us, yeah, I need, save I, us, please." I just need an IV. And it's one hundred and fifteen like, degrees. Yeah. Well, no, there'd just be a pile of hungover and sometimes partially drunk lieutenants, like just desperate for something. And they'd hit us with IV bags. It's good training for them and salvation for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then someone would accuse me of being like addicted to heroin or something, though. That's bad. Oh, yeah. You'd look rough if you tried to IV yourself on your first time. You, you, there'd be questions. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Andrew? I'm good. I'm a little tired. Obviously, it's the end of, I'm going into my weekend. So it's kind of like I'm switching sleep cycles right now, like I am every Sunday. So I'm a little, a little worn out. Was a little cranky this afternoon, which like is I was more cranky than usual. This was a long, just a long week. But I'm good. Going into weekend, I'm moving. Friday, I think. Yeah, you guys are like actually, you're there. You're finally there. Yeah, we close on Tuesday. We should get the keys on Tuesday afternoon, and then we're across the street. Then you live across the street. Yeah. So you're going to get the keys to the new place Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then you actually have to get the stuff over here, but that's not going to take long. I'm paying somebody to do that. Yeah. When is that going to happen? Wednesday? I think Friday is when we're scheduled. Friday. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, I well, think. Sam scheduled it, so I don't know exactly when. I'll see you Friday. You will. And right now. <laughs> and right now. As we, as we sit here. Hi. Together. With a special in-studio guest. In-studio guest. We do not have in-studio guests very often. It's been a while. It has been a very long while. I'm trying to think of the last person that we had in studio. Maybe Tommy? Perhaps. Way back episode four or five. Yeah. yeah. So with that, in studio, we've got Clay, Mr. Southpaw STL himself. Clay, how are you? Dude, I'm so good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay. So drinking a drinking a cold beer, not a good beer. Um, I mean, it was free and it's cold. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. How, so, yeah. so I am I'm not going to complain. Um, I, I well, I just did. Um, you did, yeah. So, you so IPAs, APAs, anything with an A is not my jam. 
But well, banquet. But that has an A. That has an A. Yeah. But I didn't pay for it. So I love this beer right now. <laughs> oh, you said you said <laughs> when we got beer last week that you're like, I always like to try a flight of all the beers that a place has. And I was like, mm, I bet he hasn't had ecliptic yet. Yeah, except for I anything with a sour yeah. IPA, APA. Um what's an APA? Is that a thing? Nope. Nope. That's I a, think you made it up. No, that's a, I mean that's a real thing, but it, it's called the Abuse Prevention Act. <laughs> American Pale Ale? Is that not a thing? I mean, oh, yeah. I think it's just called a pale that, ale. There's Northwest a, Pales. Is that a Midwest thing? Could be. I'm making shit up. I think Perhaps. I'm making shit up. You've invented something tonight. I have. Let's end it. We've we've, <laughs> we've done it. <laughs> on on record now. But yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Uh, living the uh, organian life. Uh, my body clock is super fucked up. I'm used to being, you know, in American time zone, so Central time zone, uh, with the time change and. Everything getting back to normal is going to be rough. Yeah, so you leave, you go straight back to St. Louis on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So I'm leaving here by about 6 a.m. or normal time, 8 o'clock for me back home. And then I'll be back home around 7. Yeah. So it'll be a long day. But and you've been working while you're here, so you're up at like 545 every day. Yeah, so there's Wi-Fi in Oregon too, which is nice. Um, yeah, most people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm here to tell everybody that there is Wi-Fi in Oregon. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. Um, it's definitely in Eugene too. Um, and so, yeah, so I've been working, so I really haven't skipped a beat, um, which is good. It's been awesome to have you. It's weird to have you. It's like I've only ever seen you through a screen and then here you are. Yeah, like for us in Everett's pajamas. I have, yeah, yeah. well, thankfully, we're the same size, yeah. so it, it helps. Um, socks too, Ooh. um, which, Ooh, that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm jealous of that. I have to get around the super stiff socks, but like the ones that are like just broken in, we're good, we're, we're gold. Um, <laughs> they're all stiff at some point, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, no, absolutely no complaints so far. Kids, family, everything is super sweet. It's been amazing. Hospitality has been great. Food's been even better. The coast is something we don't see in St. Louis. Uh, because you don't have an ocean. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, the Mississippi River. Which, yeah, it's the same thing. Which is disgusting all the time. Um, and that's our view. So the only thing I know about the Mississippi River is how to spell it. And you know how to sing it. And yes. sometimes you add too many ISSs. Yeah. I've heard that it's also big. Have you ever seen I it? I've heard that. Uh, I'm sure I have. Yes. You have to have seen it. You were yeah. in St. Louis. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you got to see the beautiful uh, buildings of St. Louis after a couple blocks outside of the downtown area. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Uh, well, great to have you. Yeah, happy to be here. Great to have you. Uh, we're, we're here today. We're here today to talk about something Andrew and I admittedly don't have a ton of experience in, uh, which is which is the act of buying and selling watches. And I think that we're, we're probably going to title this episode something like flipping, but that's a little bit of a uh, loaded term, I think flipping is. R- really, what we're talking about is sort of quickly going through watches. And I think that you are want to get a watch, and then fairly quickly offload it. I don't think that you keep very many watches for all that long. Uh, would you say that's accurate? Yeah. So I think of, of, of my entire watch collection, I only have one, two, three 
that have stayed and aren't going anywhere. And they're not going anywhere because I, I can't sell them because they're beat to shit and because I wear a watch the way you're supposed to wear a watch. Um, and I'm not, nobody's going to buy my beat up SKX or my, I, I think I might've been the first one to completely tear up a, uh, brew master graph and actually taking it using jackhammering and yard work and all sorts of just goofy stuff that you shouldn't be taking a master graph for I've been doing. So nobody's going to, nobody's going to want to buy that. Okay. So you, you've got a few watches that you've really worn hard, but by and large, uh, I get I get the impression that you get a watch in oftentimes a forever watch, and then within about a month or thereabouts, you're looking to offload it. Yeah. So I, the other two watches that are in front of me that I brought, I I, I call them. There's the forbidden K word, uh, and that's keeper. Mm. Um, I call them keepers now, but that's probably going to change next week. Uh, already, <laughs> so the, so the Zen, I'm, I'm not, that is, that's been my long time, like almost exit watch, watch. Yeah. So you recently picked up a Zen 556. Yeah. And so that's the, been my, the I version, right? Yeah. So that's, that's been my, my mini grail, big time grail, whatever you want to call it for, for so long. And every time, you know, you have X amount of dollars, I'm always like, I'm going to buy that watch. But then I buy something else for some reason. And I never have actually purchased the watch. And so now I got the watch and I'm so happy with it. I'm so happy with it. And, and so, and so, well, well, let's go, let's maybe step back a few steps because I'd like to get, we're, we're going to need to talk about that because really that's what we're here to talk about today. Why don't you just kind of introduce people, introduce people, introduce yourself to the people. Who are you? Where do you come from? How did you get into watches, you know, and, and maybe just tell people how to find you? Because I think a lot of people probably have seen your photos online um, or or on the Instagram. But tell people who on you are. Fans. On OnlyFans. Yeah. Your OnlyFans page is really it's, good these it's days. It's lit. Yeah. Well, it's been to OnlyHands now. Um, <laughs> so my only my only hands page is, is uh, it's booming. So you, I, I got a deal uh, three months for nine ninety nine. if you guys are interested. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just for you guys though. Um, yeah, no, so, so I, I'm clay, um, Instagram, Southpaw STL 15, uh, we'll call it St. Louis since that's the biggest city close to me. I'm actually from Southern Illinois, Belleville, Shiloh area, about uh, 20 minutes East, 25 minutes East of St. Louis, Easter of East St. Louis. Um, so Southern Illinois, uh, got into watches, not the typical, my, Great granddaddy gave me his watch, and I got into watches. Uh, I've always had watches, whether it was your, you know, your Pulsar or cheapy, cheapy Citizen and Seiko from Macy's that you spend way too much money on. Um, so I got into watches through a watch subscription service, and this is actually probably how flipping and buying and selling watches really started. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, so I got, I got into it through a company called Watch Gang. And so what they do is you spend X amount of dollars per month. And back when I started, it was $30 a month. So $30 a month, you give them money and they send you a random watch. I got into it, joined the Facebook page. They have an exchange page and you can buy, sell, trade, do whatever you want to, to all these watches. And that's, that's really how it started. And then did you never get one of their like gold tier 
random surprise Rolexes. <laughs> I, I've uh, I've yet actually I, I got rid of this subscription a long time ago. But yeah, so I've never never won one of the Tag Tuesdays Rolexes whatever. Uh, yeah, never never got that lucky. Um, but I think that started the whole uh, uh, buying and selling and, and flipping mentality. Well, what kind of watches did you what did you get? You know, oh. I think a lot of people have heard of Watch Gang. I don't have a I don't have any personal experience. You don't. I've I've come really close to trying it for the the very purpose of this show. Yeah. Uh just to see like hey, this is what I got and it's not terrible. And they've got like a little wheel where you can pick your, you know, whatever 12 watches and you pay 300 bucks. Or I think you pay the like pretty damn close to the value of like the entry level watch. So I almost spun on it's you spin a wheel. And whatever price you paid, you get whatever watch comes up on the wheel for that. And they had the, uh, oh, shoot, what's the, uh, the M79 was their entry level. And I think it was like $200 for a spin. And that had three opportunities for an M79. And you pick like of, there's probably 150 watch choices that you can pick to fill out your wheel. And I didn't do it because I'm like, ah, I mean, I can get an M79 for less than this. And that's what I'm going to get when I spin this wheel. So that's why I didn't ultimately right. spin the wheel. Right. Well, well, what's your experience been like? Clay? Yeah, and an effort of this. This is, I guess, the, the talking to the lawyer here. So this is my opinion, my opinion only. This does not represent the <laughs> thoughts and opinions of the forty and twenty guys next to me. Man, um, that was a really good disclaimer. <laughs> the express written consent of Major League Baseball. <laughs> um. So I I did it, and it was neat to get into it. If you're getting into a watch, and you just want to handle a bunch of different watches different types of watches that's the way to do it and if you don't live somewhere near ad's anywhere where you can't touch and feel a watch that's the cool thing to do uh it's not bad but know that you're not going to get your money's worth uh, they're big into mushroom brands so if you've heard of a company called heritor the h-e-r-i-t-o-r i'm like you guys can never pronounce a name of a watch to save my life no yeah. Yeah, and, no, and, we, we can't either, as you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm awful. So the the Heritor watches, mushroom brand. So you go on their website and it's 600 bucks, but you can find it all day on the watch exchange for 50 60 $70. Easy. Um, so those are the watches that they put out. They do randomly put out like a, the Spinnaker type watches, uh, and, and, they're, and they're good. So probably if you're looking at, there's a $100 subscription. So they've got like the 30 the original tier, the $100, the $300, and they used to have a $1,000 subscription. Um, but you got, I mean, you, you got some pretty kick-ass watches for 1000 bucks. But again, if you're trying to sell them, everybody knows that you got it for $1,000. So they're not going to spend more than mm-hmm. $1,000 for a watch, even though the watch might be worth more. So that's kind of the whole mentality behind this. If you're going to get a watch for $30, everybody knows you spent $30, and they're not going to say... I'll pay you more money for this watch. Sure. Generally speaking, sure. Um, I mean, there's there's always a little asterisk to it. Um, so like, so what watching does is they'll send out like the Spinnaker. They had like the automatic. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, but they send it out in like three different colorways. And like so what Cahill, people do, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, and it was it was cool. I mean, I had a couple of them. Um, and so they send them out and they send them out in all different colorways. And then people really say, ah, this red one looks like shit this green one's cool this blue one's neat but everybody wants the black one and so everybody's going to buy and sell and do a two for one three for one and even lose quote-unquote value or money trying to get this just this black dial watch okay so, so there's it's it's it's, it's 
Going back to the original question, it's 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 fun if you want to get your hands on a bunch of watches and see a bunch of watches, but know that you will most likely not get your money's worth. There's an active trading community though for for post delivery. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not on the Facebooks anymore, um, but they do have a dedicated uh, exchange page where it, it's not just like watch gang watches. Like you can exchange all sorts of different watches that you have. So when was this? When did you sign up for Watch Gauge? Uh, gang, watch, gang. watch Gang, yeah, excuse yeah. me. Um, back in, t- I was the first month they did it, so maybe 2016, 2015, 2015, okay. yeah, 16? Yeah, that sounds right. In, in that area, yeah. Um, and so since then, it's just been the the slippery slope. Uh, obviously, I think everybody has is, is joined the, the Watch You Seek, uh, so so joined there. And Reddit, uh, Reddit's a big one, which I know I'm going to talk about a lot. Um, but also, just handling a bunch of watches taking them apart trying to put them back to a back together again not being able to that type of uh those types of things got me to fall in love with these watches cool so so uh being someone that uh being someone that buys and sells a lot of watches uh a lot of watches having known you for a long time now uh a lot a lot a lot of watches um (laughs) Talk a little bit about about watch flipping, because I, I think I think that there is a term flipping, which means something very specific. But I think that the also watch flipping just generally can be a not pejorative or or bad thing. I think that there's an attitude about flipping that it means you're you're buying watches and gouging prices and you're you're scalping, right? Um, I don't think that's that's really what you're doing. Um, but but talk a little bit about w- what is flipping generally. Yeah, and so and so all of my my flippings are super. When, when a lot of people think of this, they think of like the Rolex and the steel watches and the higher end watches. And I'm I'm very much so entry level, mid level, not spending a whole bunch into four digits on watches. Um, but I think there's a big common misconception between flipping and, and scalping, for example, as you mentioned. So somebody will pick up uh, one of the limited edition watches that sell out in seconds, like the Laurier. They'll buy it for, I'm just easy numbers, $500. But then now that they're sold out and everybody wants it, they'll sell it for $1,000. Or I, 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 the, the John Mayer uh, G-Shock. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, That's a great example. The, the day that it released, what was it, $180? Yeah, neighborhood. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, so 180 dollars. People were already posting and selling the watch for 400 dollars on eBay. I saw well, them for dollars. Well, while you could still get them on on Hodinkee. They were already mm-hmm. on eBay for 400 bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, and they weren't. They were the pictures from the website, right. and they were still selling them for 400 dollars. <laughs> and people were like, "Yeah, I want that watch." It, it sold out in like I, I think maybe a half hour, and. I remember seeing there was still available on the website and they were already on eBay for 400, 450 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even so, before, even before they were sold out. So no one's gotten it. No one's touched this watch, but. And they're already selling the watch. So that's not what I want, what I like to do. So I like to just get my hands on a bunch of watches that I want to try. And so what I'll do is I'll. Okay, so go back to the real So flipping. So I'll buy a watch and I'll sell a watch. Um, my goal is never to lose money on a watch. Um, if I know I'm not going to keep it. So like this Zen, for example, I know I'm going to wear it doing everything. Hunting, fishing, biking, 
running when I decide to run. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you have to escape something, you should run. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or, you know, drive anything. I don't know. So I will beat the shit out of this watch. So I know I'm not going to sell it for what I paid for. And that's okay. But there are some watches like this Nomos, for example, that I got. I've always, always, always wanted this Nomos. Um, a goofy size, 35 millimeter, but it's got super long lugs. And you really can't tell with my itty bitty wrists. You can't try on, you can't look at a picture online and say, yeah, that's that'll fit or that won't fit. So I've always wanted to try on a watch, see how it looks, see if I like it, and just, hell, take pictures of it. Um, And I completely lost where I was going, but... I'm kind of, well, I, I, and like a, a since you're lost, I'm, I'm kind of good with, good with interrupting for this question is how did you, like, when did you start getting comfortable with that cash exchange? Cause I think one of the, one of the barriers to entry to watch flipping and a barrier to entry to watches in general is the liquid investment. So at what point did you become comfortable? Like, okay, well, I bought this watch for let's say like $500. That's a, that's a general term reason. I bought it for 500. I'm going to eat 400 and then I'm going to buy this one for another, you know, say $600. Like what was, what was your initial comfort level and how has that changed it? it and is your decision-making based on, I think I can probably get more for this down the road or is it based on, I just want to have this watch. I want to experience it, but it's not, it's definitely not going to live with me forever. Yeah. So, so the latter. So I, I'm, I'm big again on just, Wanting a watch, wanting to try the watch, wanting to wear it, try it on all the straps that I have, and then selling it again. But again, when I when I buy a watch, I will never, ever, ever, rarely, ever buy a watch new. Uh, I'll support like John, Jonathan for Brew. I will I will buy every single watch that he ever uh, releases because I want to support. I love everything that John does. I want to support Brew, so I'll buy a new watch and I'll be totally happy with it. But I'll never buy brand new Seiko, for example. I'll never go and, and buy a new whatever watch that I want to just try because I know that if I buy, it's like a, I mean, exaggerated example, but a car, you know, depreciates and loses its value the second you buy it brand new. Um, so you, you buy a watch, say, for $500, but you know that the resale value is only $300, $350 if you're, if you're lucky. And obviously that, that, that you know, goes up and down. Um, so... To go back to the question about when, like, where was I comfortable? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, what was that comfort level? And like, did it, yeah, how did you get to the point where you bought a watch knowing you might sell it? Because I, I it, it, selling a watch to me is kind of a mystery, right? I, I know I'm going to buy it. That's an easy enough process. But how do you get comfortable with that next step? Well, and then if I don't like it, I'm going to sell it. And I don't have a single watch in my box, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to part with you. Even yeah. watches I don't wear. Yeah. Oh, see, that's so weird. So I could never have a watch that I'm like, it's just sitting there collecting dust, but it's just gonna sit there. Like that that that's never been my my thing. So I, I've never had a watch box of 36 watches and just just to have them. Um I, I so I've got the five watch box and I try not to outgrow the five slots. So if I buy a watch, I have to sell a watch. That's kind of my my mentality. Um that's a low threshold too. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it, it saves some money in the long run too. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or, or immediate money. Um, plus, you can only wear two watches at a time, I guess, unless you put them on your ankles. So you can wear, you can you can reasonably wear not reasonably, but you can wear four watches at a time, right? I bought some Omega Natos that go on my thighs. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. solid, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can unreasonably wear four watches. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so 
I've always even because I think it was from that that watch exchange, knowing that kind of knowing what people spent money, like how much money somebody spent on a watch, like knowing that this person got this watch for a hundred dollars. I know that okay, if I got this watch, if I get this watch for a hundred dollars, I know I'm not going to make a hundred dollars off of it. I have a hundred dollars if I'm lucky, but then you you have to think about shipping and then the the um, uh, PayPal goods and services if you don't trust somebody. Um, so I've always thought about when I buy a watch, if and when I do sell it, I don't want to lose my ass on a watch. Well, I think I think that's a I think that's a great time for us to talk about. You know, for for Andrew and I, uh, I'm thinking about selling a watch. I don't even know where to get started. And in fact, I do know where to get started. And I've got a person who acts as a proxy for me when I do want to sell a watch. And it's a fantastic thing he does for me. And it turns out he's here in, in our studio right now. But w- w- what's your preferred way to sell a watch? I assume that there are some ways that are generally more effective, uh, but there's I can think of maybe four or five ways to potentially sell a watch. What's what's your preferred method, and what else have you tried, and what's the differences between uh, these selling watch methods, watch selling methods? If you come to me, I can guarantee you $50 per watch. <laughs> <laughs> 60 and as long as I can sell it for at least $60, i am okay. Um, so wow. I, I, wow. I've, I've, I've done all studio. of the... <laughs> <laughs> so I've done I've done all of the or I, I think what I think is most of the your your general so watch you seek uh, Reddit exchange, um, even Discord or face to face with um, in Red Bar, which I think that's how you got your Swiss Army uh, chronograph watch, right? Yeah, that's it's right. From, from Red Bar, um, so it works. Or um, websites like Poshmark and Mercari, um, and that's where you look to buy and sell watches. Um, or the, I mean, the best resource for me uh, has always been Watch Recon. So Watch Recon is a, kind of like a watch sales aggregate. Mm-hmm. So it pulls all sales from Reddit, Watch You Seek, Rolex forums, Omega forums. But you can't you can't put a watch for sale on Watch Recon, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so when you you want to throw a wide net just in case different people can get different places. So if I, if I look, if I have a watch and I want to sell it, I'll post it first to, to Reddit, the watch exchange page. I've had the most luck. It's it's a great community. Um, Evan, your your other your, your brand new writer, um, Evan's big on um, at Reddit uh, watch exchange. Um, that's where I generally start. Um, they don't have the beginning threshold that Watch You Seek does. So with Watch You Seek, you have to have a hundred posts before you can post a watch for sale. Sure. Um, but you can't just post a hundred posts in a single day. You can't spam you'll get posts. Flagged. Yeah. 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 So to get a hundred posts, I mean, you're five posts a day. You're getting, actually having to engage with the community some, mm-hmm. somewhat organically. Demonstrate yeah. some trustworthiness and commitment to the cause. Right. Right. Which gets into something. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about later too, but being able to buy a watch and knowing that you're not going to get completely screwed over, spend $500 for a watch, and then you're going to get an empty cardboard box, which does happen, but you also want to make sure you obviously don't have that happen. Um, yeah, so I, I, I've, I'll post mainly to the Reddit watch exchange um, because they do have a dedicated linked watch exchange feedback page as well so that if, if my, my name, you know, foster child or whatever it is, um, yeah. So they'll say, okay, so Clay posted this watch for sale. 
here's all of his previous sales and here's the feedback. So somebody can immediately click this link and go, Clay has sold has sold these many watches. He's had this many successful sales. And looking at it, he hasn't fucked anybody over, which is ideally what you want. And are those, are is that a closed feedback loop? So the reason I ask is, could I go on there and provide 100 bad experiences so that your $60 offer no longer stands and my $50 offer wins? So they changed it to where now it shows you the number of transactions that you've made mm -hmm. and the, I guess, they, I guess they call them bots, but the bots, it's, it's a definitely closed loop. So you buy a watch, you sell a watch, you have to post, I sold this watch to this person and then the bot takes over and says, great, good transaction, fantastic, move on to the next one. So if Evan pisses me off, I can't say, go on the watch exchange uh, feedback or feedback page and go, Evan's the worst seller in the world because there's no watch I bought there's no transaction to. evidence of that. Okay. The, right. There's some controls there. Right, exactly. Um, whereas, man, I haven't sold a watch on Watch You Seek in so long because of Reddit being so success, uh, successful for me. Um, but back when I was selling, you know, but back in the day, um, but I don't know if Watch You Seek has it anymore or has that ever. I think they have just the, the feedback where you can just post whatever you want. And I'm sure there's some moderation to it. Um, but I can't imagine a lot of moderation. As you mentioned before, it's 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 open. Mm -hmm. So I could say that I mean, I'll continue to use Evan. Um, Evan on Watch You Seek. I can say that he screwed me over on every single watch that I bought from him. Yeah. Which he's known for. That's actually yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, why, why we hired him because we know he's yeah. like us. Rumor has it. Just to just keep along with the with the watch clicker gang. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna screw you. <laughs> that's our thing yeah yeah so so generally speaking you prefer you prefer reddit and 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 is that because you get the most hits the most good hits that you, you have the the shortest sale times because you get the best buyers or or some combination of the three uh, kind of deal the above so i have the most success from there um notice when i say reddit obviously there are facebook pages too there are a ton of when i was on on the facebook's there were tons of Facebook pages as well where you can buy and sell watches. And those were always successful too because you have a name attached to it. If you buy a watch from, from Clay, you can see my profile. You can see a picture of my dog and whatever else I have on Facebook at the time. Um, whereas with Reddit, I think the beauty of Reddit is it's kind of based off of someone being anonymous. Um, but in the watch exchange, that's where it's nice to have, okay, cool, I know that this person has 36 transactions successful transactions and they're not going to screw me over when I buy a watch. Sort of like eBay. Right, exactly. Um yeah, how about how about eBay for selling watches? Is that something you do or is there a sp So so maybe that's the next question, right? Is there a uh, a type of watch that you're more inclined is there a price range or is there a you know mushroom brand versus name brand do you do you think through those kind of things and are there any differences there yeah uh, but then i also think about the fees that go along with selling a watch so if you're selling on ebay ebay is going to take a pretty big fee unless you are like a super seller been selling for 20 years and you have i guess quote unquote in good with them um, but if you're just a random joe blow like me you're going to get hit with some eBay fees. So if I if I put a watch on eBay that I think might take a lot longer to sell, I'll put it up there for a higher price, knowing that after the eBay fees and shipping fees and all of this, I will get to at least how much I paid for the watch. Mm -hmm. Good. 
Yeah. How about any other platforms? If you're so you talked about Mercari and Poshmark. Poshmark, yeah. Yeah, so those those are kind of one off, and, and they 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 have the same fee type. O- offer deal. up, I think, is the other one. Uh, yeah, 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 that's all stolen property. Don't buy from there. Okay, <laughs> M- M- Mr. Mr. Cop. So okay, so all all these. Uh, so what is this? Uh, no, this notice uh, contrail that's yeah. going to be on offer offer up tonight, yeah. or this uh, left hand. Uh, There's also a version. Zen that's going to be uh, probably up there. <laughs> this this left hand uh, Nemo is going to mm-hmm. go up on offer up tonight um, in Eugene. It is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so so th- those types of places, but they also have they also have fees attached to them, um, which I generally try to avoid because that it eats into your I hate sound like a car salesman, but it eats into your profits when sure. you sell a watch. Yeah, yeah, it eats, it's, it takes away some of your watch budget. Right? Yeah, in the yeah. flipping process, it's all about funding the next purchase. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that that's my that is my main goal. So you know, you you fork over you know just for easy, again for easy numbers, you you say I want to spend a thousand dollars. But then you can sell. You buy a watch for a thousand dollars. You can sell it for. You sell it for eleven hundred. Now you have eleven hundred dollars to just buy your next watch or watches at that point. And that's that's been my mentality behind all of it. Was I just want to see all the watches? Which watch? All of them. Okay. Well, now that they're in, you know. Well, so then maybe a related question. Um, where, where do you start? Where do you start to buy watches? You mentioned uh, Watch Recon, and I think that's a great resource, right? Because you can see what's posted on so many different places, especially if you're looking for something specific. Where, where else? What are your preferred places to buy watches? Because it's maybe a different set of considerations, and, right? And, I, and right. I have a question really specific to Watch Recon. When you search in Watch Recon, it seems like the top five are always pretty recent. And then there's a huge gap. It's like one day ago, two days ago, you know, up to five days ago. And then it's like three months ago. And those watches always seem cheaper. Have you ever found success in those three month ago posts that the guy's just hasn't sold it yet? And it's one, $200 less than the most recent post. Have you ever found success in that old post? The guy's like, yeah, I just want to get rid of it. Like I've been trying to sell this thing for months. Yeah, that number was right in front of you. Okay. Um, so I actually, I, I bought it on, on watch you see. So I had a, I had a, um, an alert set up that I wanted the Nomos reference 139. That's the one that I wanted to try. I wanted to see. So I got an alert saying that there was a post on watch you seek. I saw it posted for X amount of dollars and it was outside of what I was really wanting to spend. And so it stayed there for sale and you could see this person bumped it and bumped it and bumped it, um, once a day for, for a good couple months. And so, also when you think about when you think about buying a watch and you know you're not going to keep it and you want to sell it, know that okay. So if this person can't sell a watch for X amount of dollars, chances are you won't either, um, unless you know something crazy happens. Chances are you aren't going to sell for that amount of money. So I just had this alert set up, and a couple months went by, and it's all about how. So if somebody recently commented, then it goes to the top of watch uh, of uh, watch recon, and so I saw that the price went down. And said, so, yeah, that's that's what I was wanting to spend on watch. So then I, I pulled the trigger. So so what do you what are you looking for when you're trying to find a deal on a watch when you're when you're buying? Is there anything specific or is it just sort of what you find when you find it? Again, kinda kinda deal the uh deal the above. Um again, if it's a watch that you know you're not going to keep. Um I try not to buy watches that are completely hit by lawnmower, beat to shit. Um, 
because I like to keep my, I think I've got, I've got positive feedback everywhere where I've sold a watch and I try to be the biggest thing when you're trying to sell a watch is you have to be as, as open and honest as possible. So if there's a nick on the, the crystal, if there's any type of desk diving marks on the clasp, if there's any type of anything on the watch, generally you want to, not generally, you always want to just be as transparent and open and honest as possible because you don't want anybody to say, you told me that this was a perfect crystal, but it looks like a spider web on it. Sure. And you, and you don't want that. And, and are you finding a huge amount of discount when you post a watch with desk diving marks on the clasp, for instance? Or Well, I'm amazed that box and papers for entry-level non-Rolex-type watches are such a big thing. A people lot of really people want those. won't buy a watch if it doesn't have a, a piece of cardboard and a piece of paper that's going to sit in your closet. The, the, and the paper is almost always the user manual. Right. It's not like warranty card <laughs> or certificate of authenticity. It's a, it, it's the user manual coming in English, German, French, and Chinese. Yeah, and so so people will say, "Well, you don't have the the box. You don't have it's not full kit." No, it has it has all the links that you need to wear the watch. You don't need to wear the box or the papers. Um, but people will. I mean, people will. You'll lose a sale if if somebody really wants those. I have the box and papers for my F ninety one. I would hope so. That's real talk. Yeah, it's just, no, I, I, I just took it out of the box that. and I threw it with all the other watch boxes in the bottom of my gun safe. Yeah, I keep all that crap. Yeah, and 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 I keep all you know when somebody when I when I buy a watch and all the stuff comes in, I'll keep it too, just for the fact that whenever I do sell it again, I want to be able to say yeah, this thing has all the 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 box and papers, unless it's like a super cool like unless it comes in like a watch roll, and I like that watch roll and I want to keep that watch roll, then I'll say okay, cool, well. This watch doesn't have the watch roll that you're that you're thinking you're going to get, and that's and that's totally okay. As an aside, I, I was looking at Speedmasters recently and was shocked by how many of the very same edition that Everett has doesn't have box. The box is a fucking Pelican case. Yeah, well, it's it's huge. Is what it's you like, mean? I think right. Yeah, it's it's eighteen inches by like twelve inches. It's yeah. a it's a briefcase. How did you not keep that thing right? <laughs> where did it go yeah right that you couldn't have lost it right i'm just sorry as an aside no and, and those are things that i've said before to, i've actually met a lot of great people i mean i think i've met most of my my friends through just these, these watches on, on our wrists um and we I, i've had conversations with people before where it's like well who the hell would throw away an omega box i mean knowing that I mean, that's five hundred dollars Right, like if you're gonna if, if you go to eBay and try to just buy just one box, you're spending a lot of money just for that box. Yeah. So if, if you're trying keep, to sell a watch, keep your stuff. Just keep, even if you're not, just keep your box and papers. Maybe when you die, somebody else is gonna sell your watch. Just yeah. keep the box and papers, even if it's a user <laughs> manual. <laughs> yeah, just 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 keep it just in case. Well, so I, this is kind of an odd question, but do you think so, so? Looking at the people around you, you know, Andrew and I, for instance. Do you think that your your mentality, your sort of, I'm going to get this watch to kind of try it out, um, and, and then we'll see what happens. Do you think that that mentality has affected the way you collect or that you interact with your watches beyond just like oh, I might sell this, I'm going to try to keep it nice. Beyond that, do you think that it's a different way, an inherently different way to be engaged in the hobby? I think it. it different way to be engaged in the hobby um you know everybody loves the the micro brands i think for the fact that you you get the immediate engagement with 
uh, with the owners. You know, if, if you're by a Seiko, chances are you're never ever going to talk to the CEO or the president of Seiko. Um, but if I want to talk to, if I have a question to Jonathan at, at Brew, I can send him a message on Instagram and he's going to get back to me same day. Um, or you just FaceTime him. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to walk down after a couple beers on the coast and FaceTime John, which was. You guys did that today? <laughs> yeah, yes, yesterday. <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, hey, John, what, what are you doing? Because I'm free. And so we're like, ah, fuck it. We'll call him real quick and see what happens. And he answered and he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> what are you guys doing? The energy that man has is just nothing short of amazing. Yeah. Like we, we went, tried to grab coffee and I didn't need coffee after talking to him. Yeah. I, was like, I, I feel <laughs> pumped just being there. I'm um, just being involved. Um, yeah, so, so oh, the yeah, interaction. Yeah. 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 So, so how, how is, how is it affected the way I work? I think it gives me more of a, of an, actually, I think it gives me more of an intimate, um, feeling with watches and the fact that now I get to figure out what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Um, whereas, you know, I, I bought all these watches that are either too big or too small or the lug to lug is too long or too short and just looks goofy. Um, I think every watch that I have, I always pick apart like, okay, this isn't the watch for me because of this. And that's kind of why, where I leaned it to, I mean, the SKX, I mean, for me it is the, the much better than the Orient. Ugh, so much better than the Orient. Bags of them. So the SKX, I mean, to me is like the, the perfect watch. Right. Um, but I also want to see, you know, other watches too. So that's, that's where the, the, you know, the Zen came into play was it took me, you know, a hundred watches in one year to figure out that, you know what? this thing is probably perfect once I buy it. And, and it is. It lived up to all the, all the expectations. So uh, has, quote-unquote, flipping or buying and selling a lot of watches expected the, or, or affected the way I, I interact with watches? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Do you think maybe you're less likely to fall in love with a watch than than someone who generally buys to keep? You know what? I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to, to fall in love. How about that? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Profound. Yeah. Oh, it's super deep. Um. I'm <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like I'm, I'm afraid to like get a watch and be like, "Fuck, I love that watch." I, I'm, I, I never want to get rid of that watch, knowing that I'm going to get rid of that watch. Yeah, that's just, just I, I know who, who I am, and all so, the watches that have been in and out of my watch box. In that, that then shortest relationship, longest relationship. Uh, I've sold watches before I purchased the watch. Okay. So short. Okay. <laughs> um, longest, I still have my SKX, and that was the first. I mean, I think like, like a lot of other people, um, when they go SKX over um, Orient, is uh, that being my first automatic mechanical watch. And that's still, I've still had that one since day one. Wow. Have there been watches that you thought you were getting for the for the long haul that you you got and and wound up? not connecting with the, in, in a way that surprised you. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's kind of the beauty of the whole, just buying watches just to try it. Um, and that's why, so I've, I've never, I've never done a Kickstarter for that reason. Um, I'll lose my quote unquote love for this watch before, you know, months before it even ships out. Do you do so, pre-orders in, or is that why you do all used? Cause you're like, I want it in three to seven days. Otherwise I don't care. Yeah. yeah I'll do every, every watch that I have, at least here in front of me, Every single watch here I've bought used for the, for that reason. Um, and I, I mean, I didn't bring the brews because you guys have all seen them. But again, 
Brew is pr- probably one of the only watches that I'll I'll buy brand new, knowing that I just want to support him, want to support, and I'll spend all my money for for Brew watches. Um, but that again, that's that's about it. I- I'll buy every watch that I can used for that reason. Perfect. Like it. Perfect. Yeah, because again, I'm afraid to fall in love, right? Yeah, I've heard that about you. Yeah, I don't want to fall in love. Um, but yeah, so like, the, and also, he on the other hand, by the time I bought the watch, like, there's an inseparable bond, which which I, I wish. I mean, I have it here with with the Zen. Um, yeah, I'm sort of the same way, right? I here. mean, you already mentioned when I sell the Zen. When I came back from making PP, you said when I sell it. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I because I, I know I know me and I know I'll. I, my honeymoon stage is long when it, when when I really fall in love. Like my honeymoon stage is super long, and then it just crashes and burns. This is good though. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know how you can fall out of love with this. I don't think I'm going to. When uh, you do, fifty bucks. I heard Everett said he'll give me sixty. I live across the street, so <laughs> sixty-five. He'll, he'll, you'll see it on offer up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clay. Um, so your South TL fifteen on Instagram. Your foster child yeah i'm not a foster child my no 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 your 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 reddit your your reddit uh handle yeah so last name's foster so foster child um 15 50 you know being in st louis jim edmonds has been my favorite baseball player of all time so 15 is everywhere um foster child 15 on reddit and if you want to if you want to see clay's great pictures you can do so on instagram or you can go look for one of the many, many watches he sells on Reddit. Yeah, thanks, man. And if you buy a watch on Reddit, there's a high likelihood he's already sold it. Yeah, like you, it's probably <laughs> it's probably been in St. Louis at least it, at least once. Um, and now that I'm going to get back to taking more pictures, now that I found out that my, <laughs> my camera has autofocus. All right, so that's we, been we, your limiter. We we Dude, we can take we can take a moment to talk about this. T- taking a photo is such a pain in the ass sometimes always yeah and so I, I i have you have your tripod you have you know your zoom focus and then you focus and then you take a picture and then you ah, that's a good one or that's not a good one I gotta change this so there's so much that goes into taking a watch and then you know i'm talking about editing so i just always you know what i just send I, everett I, raw photos and then he does the editing yeah I, like i used to take pictures every day and post them every day this story this story is better than that clay i'm just gonna call you out I'll, I'll get, let me take over I need another so, beer. Hold on. So, so Jesus. probably about a year ago, Clay says, "Hey, I, I'm I'm upgrading. I'm getting a DSLR." Uh, I listened to something you said about you know an inexpensive Nikon and a 50 millimeter lens, and and I was like, "Yeah, that's. I think that's exactly what what you should start with." In in my mind, inexpensive DSLR crop sensor plus 50 millimeter lens. It's gonna, you're going to slay. You're going to take great pictures. So he does that, and he's you know taking pictures of watches. And I say, well, the way I do focus for watches, I set up a tripod, and then I go to live view, and then I zoom way in, and I get the thing I want in focus, in focus, in live view with manual focus. And this was during like your episode, like your very first episode, like we started talking. So like that's that's how long ago I've <laughs> I've been doing this, and so. I, you know that seems like really sort of straightforward directions, uh, and and I think you did really well immediately with that, right? You were instantly posting great pictures. I'm like, hey, you're slaying. So Clay gets here on Thursday, and then Saturday, 
we go to the beach because Clay's never seen the Pacific Ocean. Well, now you have. Now, had never seen. Had never seen the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember what what we were talking about, but we we were taking some pictures, and he says something about. um, Well, you 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 looked at me trying to focus on a rock in the ocean, and you were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just trying to focus," and you're like, "That doesn't have autofocus." I'm like, "Fuck, I I no, maybe I've never used it." And and so I said. I said, Clay, your camera definitely has autofocus, and he's like, No, I don't think it, I don't think it has the the right stuff on the inside. I mean, meanwhile, right? This is a, it's on the inside of the computer. This is a Nikon like D thirty four hundred, right? A fairly modern entry level DSLR, and I'm like, No, it definitely has. That. <laughs> and I know there's so, a YouTube video talking about it that I just haven't gotten to. We flip, yet. we flip a couple switches, go into a menu, and boom, life changed. Yes. For the record, Clay has autofocus. And now he has yeah. the ability to autofocus. Like, I'll post a picture on the, the <laughs> Zen that you'll see me post on Monday um, or tomorrow, like as we're recording now, is, is taken with autofocus, no tripod or anything. And I don't know why I never did that before. <laughs> I feel really stupid. <laughs> Like I know, I know. You know, it's you... it's one of those things, right? You, you've you've <laughs> done a very specific type of photography, uh, but it, it, it's hard, right? There's so much stuff to know. So uh, I'm teasing you a little bit. Totally. Yeah, I, no, I, I deserve it. And if anybody wants to, Will is shitting himself as he's listening <laughs> he to this. He's like, if you don't know how to use your camera with your eyes closed, you don't have a camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like I, I, I've talked to so many people, you know, Josh and stuff, and watches, and Will, and even ever, like I've, I've everybody that's. They're so helpful taking pictures. And maybe I've, I've never been like, I don't want to be that guy like, hey, does this camera have autofocus? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to ask. Like, I feel like if I ask Will that. That seems like a Google question. Yeah, yeah, Google knows all. Google knows all. Yeah, Will can follow hey. up with the questions you don't understand <laughs> from the Google. All right, you guys. Uh, I, th- I think, Andrew, anything else you want to add on flipping? I'm still scared. If oh so so just real I'm gonna add one more final thought here with this real quick. So if you if you are scared and if you don't trust the buyer, always use PayPal goods and services. Okay. Filing a claim is one of the biggest pain in the asses you have to deal with. Um, but you will get your money back eventually. Um also what am I watch back? Also well also I always also recommend paying for a little bit more insurance when you ship your watch. Um, I like to, you know, shipping all sorts of ways by, you know, shipping the with the USPS. Don't and do that. Will has lost the, two watches in USPS in the last year. Less than that, yeah. Did he get his money back with insurance, or did he just do the fifty dollars insurance? I, I think he's still, still working on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. still Oof. up in the air. Oh, that sucks. So, when, okay, when when I sell it, when I ship a watch, it's always at least the value that I paid for it. So if I if it gets lost. I will, I guess, a couple of years later, get my money back. Fair enough. So, PayPal goods and services, huge pain in the ass. Yep. Okay. Andrew. Other things. So, with the celebration of my new garage. What do you got? I've been following a... Uh, I mean, I've been following this Instagram page for a while. It's called Woodwork Craft. And their page itself is like kind of... it's. It's cool. It's all cool woodworking related things. 
What I found, though, is they post some of the best stories. In when, because like, I'm I'm really on Instagram, I like I open it up and I scroll through stories, and the ones that interest me, I watch like two, three, four times, and then I just kind of move on, and then I close the Instagram because I don't like social media. But what it's done is it's created this thing in me where I'm like, I I have a, I have a false confidence anyway. Like I'm certain I'm like I can fucking do that. You so, look like you know what you're talking about. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Never have. Won't ever. But I get on this page and I'm like, I can do that. Oh, I get it. I can do that. And what it's doing is it's op- it's it's like revealing this monster inside of me where I'm I'm a little bit afraid of what my garage is gonna do because I have a full a full two car garage and nothing to put inside it but tools. And like a few other like odds and ends, but I've seen your garage actually. It's a nice garage. It is a nice garage. There's nothing in it. They're not even shelves. But I'm th- this this Instagram page. If even if you don't like woodworking, so much of the stuff is just like it's just visually pleasing to look at because it's got colors and textures, and it's it's like just cool shapes and things that you want to look at. So if you're in any way interested in woodworking, you're probably already following this page because there's 1.1 million followers, a little more than we have. So my assumption is that I only have eight common followers with it. So you might not be, but take a look at it. It's got, it's just, it's, if nothing else, it's cool to scroll through. You're welcome. Woodwork craft Instagram. Yeah. At the Instagram at woodwork craft. All right, I've got another thing, and this is going to be kind of a weird one. Do me. This is going to be not something that everybody is going to be interested in. So feel free just to skip ahead. Clay's probably got some interesting other things. I'm live tweeting now, so I'm not even listening. From what I heard. Shouldn't Uh, be. (laughs) So we use microphones. We do. In the production of this podcast. We do. We have fairly nice microphones. Uh, we have a great mixing board. We've got good hardware. However, we're pros for the last approximately 18 months or so. We have been using newer, 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 real shitty booms, boom arms for our microphones. And you know what? They have done the job. They have done the job. Uh, they have these open springs. And so we had to sort of insulate the springs. Uh, I used some tennis racket grip tape for that and that worked fine uh but they're short and they're noisy and they're clangy and they don't stay where you want they're and hard to adjust because you have to adjust every single joint mm-hmm. to make a single adjustment mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. so i recently procured two road psa one boom arms and Installed them this week. We have recorded using them tonight. We've moved them a bunch. And you can't hear it. I'm doing it now. It is. It's one of those things where you you don't think about this stuff. You don't really want to spend the money on this stuff. And it has totally, totally been worth it, right? Instantly 
I realized, oh my gosh, these are going to be great. So my other thing for this week is really a Rode PSA 1 boom arm. And, and that's because I think it is just a totally fantastic product. But more generally, it is about making thoughtful purchases. And when you want to upgrade something, do a little research and make a good... I could not be happier about this upgrade. I, I mean, here I am sort of, what, I'm three feet away from the... Yeah, the first you've ever the been mixer. away from the table. And I've moved the the boom arm all over the place. And gosh, what a pleasure. And we can only hear it because you're banging on the microphone. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm actively moving the microphone right now, just shifting back and forth. And so I don't know what... Like, you, 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 people listening, I don't know if what like what you like think you expect these two to be doing, but they actually have a kick-ass setup. Board, microphone, stand, computer, all of it. Like... It's and incredible. a bathroom nearby. And a bathroom. And yeah. And running water. So it's like you guys do it did a good job. <laughs> I don't I don't flush or wash my hands. I want to save water. You know, you know we've put together this you we know, shower water. together. We've yeah. put together <laughs> pieces of kit over the years, but uh this was really the last thing that needed upgrading on our on our everyday day to day recording setup. And I think if I could go back, it would be one of the first things I upgraded. Uh, the buy nice, not twice right. philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. So that's my other thing. Road PSA 1. If you if you do any recording and you have one of these newer boom arms, save a couple shekels. Oh my gosh, it's worth it. Yeah, because we ended up paying more because we bought boom arms and these. Yeah, we bought the old ones and these ones. Yeah. You're right. So, Clay, we've got some time set aside for you because... I understand that you maybe uh, have brought more than one and, and even perhaps four other things. And you're an in-studio guest. You get to do that. Well, yeah. And, and the only reason why is you guys have your one things and it's a pretty consistent one thing. Um, I, I don't read, so I don't have a book uh, unless there's pictures and it's even better if they pop up. I bought ours for Rolex um, for my baby. He loves it. <laughs> yeah. I, I need like, that's the book I'll read. And that is, that's about it. Um, and so I don't have a book, but everything can, else that you can guys you, really... Can you, in fact, read? I, I can. Okay. I, I can read as long as there's no more than four syllables. It okay. must be written in crayon. Yeah. Like, I just found out my fucking camera has autofocus. So, like, just <laughs> one of these days I'll get <laughs> I'll get to reading big words. Um, and your daughter's, like, running laps around me reading. Like she's telling me she's, these books that she's reading. I'm like, what the fuck? She's how? also brilliant. She's like embarrassing to the rest of us. She's speaking different languages. And how old is she? Uh, she's nine. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's speaking different languages to me. I'm like, you are such an impressive child. So my my uh, my other things, is, um, as I've already told these two guys too, I don't watch a lot of TV shows or movies. Um, like I just watched the first Star Wars while I've I, while I've been here. Not episode one. So you've no. set these up to be in the category. You have four that yeah. are in our normal categories of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a movie that's better than A Knight's Tale. Pick any. I mean, <laughs> that's not hard to find. <laughs> so my my movie is, is is Twister. So that that always near and dear being in in the Midwest. Yeah, that's we, real shit we, there. We, yeah, we, we we get a Twister and we go on our front porch and look at it, sort of thing. Um. But for us, like even back in the day, we got our first DVD player with my folks, and we got a free DVD. Like a, we got a free eighty dollars DVD. And we picked Twister, and so that's always been near and dear to my heart. 
that's a good pick. Andrew, that's your wife's favorite movie. It right? is her favorite movie. Yeah, it is. It is incredible. It's, it's a movie so that when she sees the opening credits, she cries. It's terrifying. No, no, no. She cries with joy. Oh, no, no. I cry with fear. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, my God. Phil Paxton, Helena, it's happening. seen it 500 times, and I still cry because I'm terrified. My folks made me watch it during a thunderstorm. That's, that's, it's terrible. The problem with Twister is, is it created a weird fear in her. So when we lived, when we lived in Texas, she, uh, we had like thunderstorms, cause, right? Because we're living in Texas, yeah. and they just blow in out of nowhere. And she in her head was like, I heard always if it sounds like there's a train, it means there's a tornado. And I'm like, I don't remember if I was deployed or if I was like gone for an extended period of time, but I'm gone. And she's telling me this over some text message service later in the day that she dragged our king size mattress into the bathroom and covered herself in the bathtub hours during this thunderstorm because she thought she heard a train and was convinced that it was going to be like Twister. She's like, it was an F5. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) For for the longest time, I never go to a drive-in movie theater. Smart, yeah. Just because of there is going to be an F5 that's going to hit Makita in St. Louis. All right, number two. Number two. Uh, So you YouTube channels. You guys are big in in the YouTubes. Uh, I'm a professional YouTuber, watcher. Uh, I like to clean my truck as much as I like to get it dirty. Um, and so one of my favorite, favorite, all-time favorite YouTube channels is The Detail Geek. So good. Detail Geek. <laughs> so good. One of those things, um, I do not ever do any of the things on that show, but I still get a, I still totally get a kick out of watching those videos. I'm glad I, that I know how to do it. Yeah. And, right. and, and like, I know how to do it because of, of these channels. And I've always, you know, we'll just take it to the, the car wash, no big deal. But I've watched like his page and like I have journals of how to detail my truck. And I detail it to like damn near pristine condition now. Because of watching all of these, all of his videos, um, I, I liked and subscribed to his videos. Smash that like button. I really like the Ammo NYC guides too. Ammo NYC, so they've actually got a, like a line of detailing products, but also a really good detailing. So some of their videos are a little bit more sort of salesy, but and there's uh, some like ASMR of like him like shampooing carpets, <laughs> just fucking shampooing carpets. I just watch all day. I watch a guy shampoo. And power wash carpets, <laughs> and that's that's it's erotic. It's, you, you, you know, it's my it's, life. Yeah. <laughs> so you clearly know how to do this. Yeah. So let's get um, on to number so, three. All right, so TV shows, TV shows. You guys, you guys also every t- you guys talk about TV shows constantly, and they're all TV <laughs> shows I've never, ever, ever watched. Um, so real quick before you do your TV show, Clay says to me the other day, he's a you know you guys are always talking about TV shows. I've only watched six TV shows from from beginning to end. And I was like, oh, which ones? There's probably only six I haven't watched. That's what I said. I said it's only about six. I Literally not a single one of them had I ever watched. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. And they're so good. They're so good. All right. Good. So, so what's the answer right, so, here? So, so, so my, 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 my two, because they're, they're kind of the same. So Longmire and Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. If you have never seen them and you want to be a rancher in your second life. I do not. Or wear a cowboy hat and pull it off. Please watch those TV shows. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Part two. That's the one. They are so just so good. I've I've that those are the ones that I'll watch while I drive. They're they're that good. Um, like I'll put it up on my like 
fuck the speedometer. I'll put my phone and watch these TV shows while I drive. I, I, don't don't tell the cop that. I was I was joking. I was talking to one of my coworkers. It was weird. I got to work last night. One of my coworkers was like, you watch TV? I'm looking for a new TV show. It's like, have you seen Longmire? It's a show I really like. My friend just said that he watched Longmire. He's like, dude, I have never watched it. And I was troubled because my grandma said, I was watching Longmire and it's not on the Netflix anymore. And I'm like, well, that's a weird thing because I'm certain it's still on the Netflix. So she doesn't know how to work the Netflix. That's something you should address with grandma. But you should watch it if for no other reason. And then this Randy Quaid looking dude is just as handsome as he gets. Like, just watch it for that. It's like watching Justified because Timothy Oliphant is just like, like, (laughs) leave a dent in your floor attractive. Never never seen that. Um, Check out Justified. Only watched six. And check out Justified. It's it's in the it's a very similar ilk to Longmire. I'm curious about this fourth category. So, item, item, things, things, things to hold and to love and to hold and to keep your beer cold. Um, If you are, and this is good for for parents or people who travel a lot, parents with kids who talk a lot. Yeah, that's all parents with kids. Yeah, I. Got my first set of ever noise canceling ear devices, and I will never not wear something that's noise canceling again. The so what I got was the Sony WH-1000XM3 uh, used. Um, because well, I flip watches, so you're, yeah. you're going to sell these. Yeah. Flip yeah, everything, yeah. right? So if, when I sell these again, uh, those touched another dude's I ears. Like, yeah, that cleaned them, and I will clean them when I sell them. I kept the box and papers. Damn it. <laughs> the user manual in German and French. Yeah. Um, so these things, I put them on for the first time, and and I, I flew from St. Louis to here, and it terrified me because I heard nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. And then you take them off and you're like, is it always this loud everywhere? <laughs> it's, That's pr- a it's great experience, right? Like I, I was working on your kitchen counter and you were yelling at me. Yeah, Betty you and, and all the, like your Betty and West and I were sitting on the couch and I was like, Clay's wearing his noise canceling headphones. Let's see if we can get his attention. And we were yelling. 15 wow. feet away, yelling. And kids have a pitch that is unreachable by human adults. We, that cuts through everything. We finally got to him, but it took a while. Yeah, and so and, and I'm it's the skittles you and, threw at him. <laughs> so like in the in the big like in the in the YouTubing that I do, I, I research everything that I buy. I research. So I did the the Bose, and there's another YouTube channel that like reviews every single noise canceling headphone known to man, and he like goes into details about the Hertz, and I don't care, but he said that these were like the best value, the best bang for your buck, and so I got them, and they're so good so as somebody who's consumed all that media why over ear versus in ear so i've got airpods air and like the airpod pros as well and they hurt after so long they just hurt my ear uh over the ear i look like a dweeb but i guess that's the thing now. or a dj yeah or yeah I'm, I'm about to break out the ones and twos here with this little mixer um I like it. My ears don't sweat. That's a thing people worry about. They don't sweat. And I guess it does a better job of blocking out all of the ambient sound. Ears sweat? Sweat around ears? <laughs> That's the thing. YouTube it. Okay. Go, go, do the, Google it. I'll do, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm now have a topic. Yeah. Like, no, like one of the things like this, like when I was looking for, to try to figure out which uh, headset to get, the guy's like, well, I've worn this, these for five hours and I don't have sweat. Like, my ears don't sweat. Whereas, like with other ones, his ear sweat. 
It's a thing. Huh. Yeah. It is a thing. So noise canceling. Uh, any it, it, if you again if you're a parent and you have loud kids, all kids, um, any sort of noise canceling uh, headphones, I recommend them. All right. Well, Clay, thanks so much, man. Uh, anything you want to add before we get going for today? No, I really appreciate you guys. This has been such an awesome experience. I really appreciate it, you guys. It's been super fun. Uh, really a cool opportunity for us to sort of interact with people that we know, you know, friends. We, we've got yeah. these friends that we've never met in person. So really, really neat opportunity. So thanks for coming and thanks for agreeing to come on the show. And you're in Everett's stiff socks. <laughs> Andrew, anything you want to add before we go? I'm done. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 or at Watch Clicker. You can check us out on the website, watchclicker.com. That is where we post every single episode of this podcast, as well as articles, reviews, weekly content, good stuff there. If you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's where we get all the hosting uh, monies for the website and for the podcast. And that's how we buy new hardware and stuff that's going to make the show a better experience for you. And don't forget to check us out next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.